This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. This is the 94th Academy Awards. Your hosts tonight are previous nominees who have previously been seen in highly regarded features, such as CTU Provo, <laughs> the Ring Parody Ice Bucket Challenge video, and in a behind-the-scenes video about the Empress Theater in Magna. Let's hear for them again. It's Joel, Kent, and Zach. Yay. Yay. Wow. <laughs> I'd get some yeah. love to the Empress Theater. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Good <laughs> Why? job. Good job. Uh-huh. Welcome to Begasel. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our first part of our Song of Songs I tournament. We did it right. It was a big show. Yeah. We're giving a little extra time for that to breathe, because I think there's a lot of our listener who just need to breathe a little bit. <laughs> Not take it so seriously? Maybe. Well, I, it was bound to happen. We brought this upon ourselves. Yeah. Uh, but I will say Abe Yosby says, best idea for an episode of all time. Aww, of all time? Abe. He's been on twice. Right, right? Drew Maxfield said, what a fun episode. While I don't agree with all your picks, come on. Not too bad. I have to say, I found a new song I love from this episode. Uh, Dolly Parton's Shine. Amazing. So oh, you, you mentioned it. It's yeah. talked about Collective Soul Shine was covered by Dolly Parton. She won a Grammy for it. Yeah. He also goes on to talk about Oingo Boingo. And there was a lot of love for Oingo Boingo in the comments. It's almost like a bunch of people who listen to this show also listen to 107.5 at the end. Yeah, possibly. That's crazy. Uh, Scott McKay <laughs> also says, so R-E-S-P-E-C-T, Respect is the new song we sing to people for their birthdays? Why not? Because that took out <laughs> Happy Birthday. And then finally, I wanted to take you all on an emotional journey that we also got to go on. Brought to you by our very own Marley Farron, who has you know, been, been featured in the background of, sh- of multiple shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's heard from across the room in a couple of bacon bits. Uh, Marley on Twitter, at Marley Sunshine, says, you guys are wrong. That's all I got. Then she goes on to Facebook and says, yep, I need to come here and tell you you're wrong too. Twitter isn't enough, and I might need to go to Instagram too. Well, we go over to Instagram where Marley Sunshine says, ha, I found it. You're just wrong. You're welcome. Yeah, she I voted she, for Mad World. The thing is, she says, ha, I found it. But I'm like, you literally if you want to find us on social media <laughs> it's in say at the end of every episode it's in the depths of the internet that Indeed. instagram yeah we'll just I, wait I for had part to two a little bit yeah yeah part two is gonna hurt uh yes, yes definitely so, but we will be doing Everyone. part two next week yeah because that's not what we're talking about today what are we talking about today zach we are talking about the oscars because well, if we don't, I don't know if anybody will. <laughs> this is everyone's favorite episode of the year. Yep. <laughs> is hey, it not? It is because there's a contest involved. Yes, yes there is. Yes, there is. Go so, on. Uh, today, we'll be making predictions about the 2022 or 94th uh, mm-hmm. Academy Awards. We're going to be through and make our choices, but then it's up to you, the listener, to come up with your choices. We'll be posting our Bacon Cell 2022 Oscar ballot on our social media pages. Uh, it'll also be on BaconCell.com. And that form will be open until Saturday, March 26, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. Okay. So after that point, we will shut it off. And then the Oscars, which will happen on March 27th, will take place. And then we will see who has the most correct answers. There is a tiebreaker on there. Yes, there is. And then they will get the winner will get a prize. And we are going to give you... As bacon sale, a fifty dollar gift card to your local Ooh, movie theater. That'll almost get you a whole ticket and a popcorn. If you go Maybe. on Tuesday, it's like ten tickets. <gasps> no, yeah. The, so yes, we're gonna give you a gift card. We're gonna give the winner a gift card to their local theater so they can go watch, uh, you know, as many movies as they can with fifty dollars, which yeah. is maybe two. Sure, we're, we're still filling out the math. It's on a that. date night. 
Yeah. You know, that sounds great. Like, sure, the listener gets something great, but I'm worried about what I'm going to get typically. Yes. And so I would like to win again. Oh, he wins. He wins one. <laughs> he wins one Oscar ballot prediction on Vegas Hell in the history of Vegas Hell. One throughout the like, past many what years. What am I going to get? I'm an avid listener of Bacon Sale, mm-hmm. and I always listen to this show. Uh, <laughs> Lies, especially the follow up. How? What? What is the general record here on the show? Of, of amongst, I believe amongst the hosts. I'm, I'm going to guesstimate here. I've won one time. You won one. I believe time. Joel has won twice, and then and then the android that used to be on our show. Yeah, he basically. <laughs> we would, talk about we talk about former hosts on Big. Yeah, show. no, I mean Jake would go into the deep web and he would find. No, these, he would cheat. He somehow. would cheat. Like it's the weirdest thing because Jake didn't watch any of the movies. Yeah, which Zach, I'm assuming you're kind of in the same camp. Oh yeah, you've probably I'm, seen the least amount. I'm cheating here. this year, but I'll tell you exactly how. And so yeah, and please do because yeah. maybe you can help the listener as yes. well. But yeah, Jake would win, and it would stun me. And the thing is, Jake goes with the head, not the heart. Yes. And that's the problem is we're too emotionally connected. It's like how I will fill a March Madness bracket sometimes Mm -hmm. randomly, and I'll get better scores than my brother-in-law who's like fought it out so much. You know what my strategy is on March Madness brackets? What? I pretend that the mascots are fighting. <laughs> oh, we should do that. Who would win? Yeah. That should be a show. We should predict no, the it. Jayhawks versus the Blue Devils. But let's put some, let's, let's put some uh, some stakes on the line here, let's fellas. Oh, stakes? Should we do literal stakes? Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. Well, what about, let's not get too specific. What if we said the winner of this year among us here at the mm-hmm. table, the winner of the Bacon Sale Oscar ballot gets date night on Bacon Sale? That's then. a little more than street tacos. Where you get, uh, let's say, movie and a dinner on okay. Bacon Sale. Deal. Sound good? Three finger, finger boop. 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 All right. All right. Let's do this. So the way I view this show, and Joel, I know you have some facts about the Oscars, especially mm-hmm. this show, but the way I view this, and, and, and because yes, we can all be naysayers about this show, but this show is meant to educate everyone about the movies no one knows about. Yes. Because generally the movies that are nominated haven't made very much money. Oh, you want to know how much, Kent? Let's hear it. I'll tell you how much. So uh, just to give you an idea, though, of the box office nominees... If you combined the total of all the Best Picture nominees... And there are like eight, right? There are ten. There are ten this year. There are ten nominees this year. That's a and, lot. It should be a lot of money. Well, yeah, it should be. Uh-huh. If you combined them all, you would get $626 million. Now, that uh, sounds like a lot. Yeah. But except when ten. you realize that would put them, all these films combined, at number seven for the box office of 2021, like in the top yeah. 10. They'd be number seven, just below Detective Chinatown 3, <laughs> but above Venom Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> Which is not nominated, strangely. No, 10 movies. And and this is the other fact I want to bring out. Out of that $626 million, $400 million of that is from Dune. Oh, wow. So I, I looked so through... So Dune is the biggest release Dude yeah. is the biggest release the, the of the Oscar entire nominated. best picture list yeah and i was looking at it based on budget and how much they made and out of the 10 nominees i can count one two three four five six seven of them would be considered bombs meaning that their budget was more than what they got back at the box office so the oscars are still more. made for critics and totally. i would you say yeah i'm not saying that you know, money equals quality, obviously. No, no. Fast and Furious would be here every year. Right. But it would be really nice if these were movies that some people had seen. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. one of these movies, Nightmare Alley, was nominated for Best Picture, right? Right. That would honestly probably have done much better if they didn't release it at the same time as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, well, that one got hosed. And fair, fair point here I want to bring out, too, is that some of these movies, like uh, Coda, for example was exclusively released on Apple TV yeah, with like yes. a very limited release in theaters. Power of the Dog was uh, Netflix, right? Don't, uh, Power of the Dog was Netflix. Don't, Don't Look, Look Up was Netflix. 
Uh, King Richard was on HBO Max. Yeah, and the, the, the game is changing. It is. So the most, I was going to say, the most nominated film this year is Power of the Dog mm-hmm. with uh, with a whopping 12 nominations. When you, That's kind that's, of a lot. Uh, second most nominated, actually was surprising, was Dune with yeah. 10 nominations. Dune is the Mad Max of this year. I was year. about to it's say. It's the technical it's, winner. Yeah, and yeah. that's my... my my list reflects that, yes. right? Like it's it's going to get the Mad Maxi type award, totally. Hopefully. Yeah. And now let's get to the reason why I'm not watching this year's. It's the first time since 2018 oh, they've wow. had a host, and not only that, it's the first time since the 83rd Academy Awards back in 2011 where it'll have multiple hosts. But they're going all in and getting. They said they wanted to do something where a different host would preside over each act because they're going to do it in acts as a as strategy to lure a broader audience to oh, watch no. the Oscars, and so they got. Regina Hall. Okay. Sure. Yeah, no, she's great. Yeah, fine. Wanda Sykes. Eh, I'm not a big fan. And Amy Schumer. <laughs> Could they have gotten a less appealing group? It's, it's, not, yeah, it's, it's, right. it's like, hey, we should get... Not even appealing, relevant. We yes. should get The Rock and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, no, it's, it's like they're reading Us watch. magazine and they were like, oh, stars, where are they now? Let's get them for hosts. They'll be super cheap. No, seriously, can you name... Can you name one movie in the past two years that Amy Schumer or Wanda Sykes have been in? Or Regina Hall, for that matter. Regina um, Hall actually has made movies in the She has, the previous. but I'm try- I can't think of any off the sure. top of my head. Right. But I, I just don't understand why they got chosen. Uh, actually, I, I did hear they asked a number of other individuals like Steve Martin and Martin Short and even Billy Crystal trying to get these old classics to come back. And they were all like, now nah, we're good. These people are going to drive people away more than no host. Exactly. Oh, that drives me nuts. <laughs> But <laughs> I knew we were doing a show on it, but let's do it. Their efforts are not done yet, Kent. Okay, let's hear it. Because they also teamed up with Twitter to host an Oscars fan favorite contest. Yeah. Where Twitter users can vote for the favorite film of the year and their favorite movie moment. Because they almost included the most popular movie of the year as an actual category. Yeah. And people got a little upset. So they're like, let's go to tacky social media. And then social media does what it does. And they say... Bodie McBoatface is the winner. I think basically, last I heard that that stupid Cinderella remake on Netflix was leading. Ken. It's that one or Army of the Dead because fans get so crazy. My gosh! Yeah, and then apparently they got some threats from ABC because the ratings for the Oscars have been plummeting for the last few years. It will like again, sure, dropping. Yeah, and so they said, okay, we need to clean this up. We need to do something better. So, in addition to the three awesome hosts, in addition to the cool new award for cool people on Twitter, <laughs> we're also gonna make it shorter by cutting out animated short film documentary short subject film editing live action short film makeup and hairstyling original score production design and sound unbelievable basically telling those categories it's your fault Wait, people you, aren't watching how do you make a movie if you don't edit the movie i don't understand i'm not sure and it, what are they doing and is it going to be three hours and yeah score is a big one and and also it bugs me and i can't remember who said it i'm sorry hmm. but someone said that the the animated short film and the documentary short subject are their favorite ones to watch because this isn't some celebrity getting up saying oh thank you for another gold award yeah this is someone who's getting their big break yes and it's fun to see right and i agree with that so they said that they are cutting these. Uh, they're they're cutting this from the live broadcast and doing a pre-taped thing before the show starts in a telecast to quote allow more time for comedy, <gasps> film clips, and musical numbers. Uh-huh. Now, one of those I agree with. Film clips. film clips. Yes, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think the Academy needs to show more film clips yep. in these ceremonies to get to know the movies, mm-hmm. but they don't. 
They focus on these dumb comedy bits and musical numbers that don't make any sense. Is it time for us to teach everyone what these movies are? Because yes. I don't think people yes, know. Is. Because the first time we read a movie as a nominee, we will give a full synopsis. And the second that. and third time, we're going to be real obnoxious about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are going to start and move in the order that our bacon sale ballot for the Oscars is yes, which you can find uh, links to this episode, right? I don't know. Yes, that's, that's yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be on the, the kind of thing that Joel says. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First up, we have actress in a supporting role. We have Jessie Buckley, the lost daughter. A woman's beach vacation takes a dark turn when she begins to confront the troubles of her past. I love IMDb for being so vague. Yeah. Ariana DeBose. West Side Story. An adaptation of the 1957 musical West Side Story explores forbidden love and the rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, two teenage street gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. Thank goodness we never have to read that again. <gasps> I just realized that I have to read all the names on this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. You did great with Ariana Dubois. Dubois. <laughs> <laughs> Joel didn't. Nope. <laughs> Judy Dench, Belfast. A young boy and his working class Belfast family experienced the tumultuous late 1960s. In Ireland, I feel like. In Ireland, yes. There, yeah. Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog. Charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments... Sorry, getting an accent. You hear that? <laughs> Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. Is this woman's name Ingenue? Yeah. Ingenue Ellis, King Richard. A look at how tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams become who they are after the coaching from their father, Richard Williams. All right, so there we go. Best Supporting Actress. Our five nominees. And we're just going to go with our votes here. Do you guys want to talk about uh, heart or head, or do you just want to go with who's well, going to win and keep it short? I'd um, say who's going to win, but you can give a, a shout out to what you want sure. to win. Mm -hmm, sure. It's uh, uh, Ariana DeBois. It's DeBose. Yeah. Uh, she's going to win. This is an amazing performance. Uh, there's several great choices here. You will recognize her as the bullet in Disney Plus's Hamilton. Is that true? Yes, with the cool hair. Wow. She's yeah. fantastic. This is my favorite character in this remake, and I think she's the reason for the remake to be made, truthfully. It, it's strange she's because great. she she doesn't have a huge role in, in the remake, mm -hmm. but she's charismatic whenever Still she's on scene. the scene. Yeah. I really enjoyed her in the movie, and maybe it's because I knew she was nominated, but I was kind of like, yeah, there's something about her I like. There is. If she wins, by the way, she will be winning for the same character that Rita Moreno won for in her 1961 performance of West Side Story. That'd be cool. Then Anita won then, and she could win now. And the only other person to do that, I think, was uh, Robert De Niro, Marlon Brando, who wrote both okay. one for Vito Corleone. Oh, I guess so. She can I still. Guess Ledger and, and, she can uh, still the love ballad when they remake the movie Joaquin again. Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think based on the fact that she is, she's a kind of a triple threat with the singing and dancing and acting. Up and comer as well. And yeah, kind of a fresh face. And also she did win the SAG Award, Screen Actors mm -hmm. Guild Award, which makes the victory seem inevitable. I will also, overwhelmingly, I think she's got the most buzz going on about her. I say Ariana DeBose as well. I agree with you. And this is where I talk about what my list consists of. You, when you are playing against me, are playing against Vegas odds. So I have looked on oh. the odds on favorite wow. for every category. So if that, that's what Zach, my, will you vote first so we can just agree with you every my, time? My score <laughs> my, or my vote will represent. I like how I'm trusting Vegas all of a sudden. Vegas odds. So she is the odds on favorite by a long way. Yes. Okay. We all agree on that one. And you can, on your ballot, you can find it at BegasL.com or on our social media pages. You can agree with us on these ones we all agree on. Strategically, you should not. Or you can go for the long shot. There we go. All right, next up we have actor in a supporting role. Oh, no. <laughs> is that the heart? Is he Irish? Kieran Hines. It's Belfast. Good enough. Belfast, Northern Ireland, at the beginning of the Troubles in 1969. Troy Kotzer, Coda. 
As a child of deaf adults, Ruby is the only hearing person in her deaf family. When the family fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music by wanting to go to college and her fear of abandoning her parents. Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog. Toxic masculinity in the Old West. Not the best Western. (laughs) (laughs) J.K. Simmons, Being the Ricardos. Follows Lucy and Desi as they face a crisis that could end their careers and another that could end their marriage. Cody Smith McPhee, The Power of the Dog. We don't take kindly to paper flowers in these parts. (laughs) Jesse Plemons, I was like, why do I recognize him? Ah, he's Todd from Breaking Bad. Game Night. Oh, oh, yeah. That's game, part of Game, game Night. night. Yes. <laughs> I still haven't seen that. I think it's weird that Jesse Plemons is nominated. Yeah. Except that maybe it's because he's not playing a psychopath this time. Well, he's not creepy. He is married to Kirsten Dunst, and they were nominated together, which is kind of Like cute. literally? Aww, literally, that's, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So there are two front runners here, and I think it's Cody Smith-McPhee, who is amazing in Power of the Dog, and Troy Kotzer from CODA. For my vote is Troy Kotzer. He has won most of the awards leading up to this, mm-hmm. and I loved him. I would vote for him all day. Although I think... I wouldn't be surprised if Cody won, but Troy is the uh, emotional favorite. So uh, Cody did win the Golden Globe mm-hmm. for Best Supporting Actor, uh, but Troy uh, from CODA, uh, he won the SAG Award as well as both the Critics' Choice and BAFTA. The BAFTA. Yeah. For Best Supporting Actor. So they both won awards going into this, and it's usually a good indicator of who's going to win, but the fact that it split a little bit. Having seen both recently, who do you think should win, Joel? Uh, well, I'm not going with my heart on this one. Okay. I'm going, I, I, I scoured around and did a bunch of research trying to, I did Joel type research trying to figure mm-hmm. out who everyone was saying and buzzing about, because I'm going to say it's Troy Coaster as well. Yeah. I, I think his performance is heartfelt. It, it, it's funny because he is kind of, kind of a crass character. Yeah. Like he's saying and doing kind of naughty things, shall mm-hmm. we say. As he's supposed to be an adult, the father of the family, that he's saying all these immature things that, mm-hmm. that cracked me up. But then he also has some really good emotional moments. Yes. Zach? Odds on favorite for this one is Troy Kotzer. But Cody Smith-McPhee is a close second on this one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to go with Troy Kotzer as well. Once again, we agree. We can't do this every time, guys. Nope. Otherwise, we all have to go on a date. That's okay, though. <laughs> no. That. No. Please. Oh. Next up, we have writing original screenplay. We have Belfast. Ire in Ireland. Oh, we got troubles right here in Belfast City. Wow. You just had to. I had to. I'm Uh, sorry. uh, Don't look up. Two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. King Richard, you got served because it's a tennis movie. I like it. Licorice Pizza. The story of Alana Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the San Fernando Valley, 1973. Oh, this one sounds like it's about me. The worst person in the world. Chronicles four years in the life of Julie, a young woman who navigates the troubled waters of her love life and struggles to find her career path, leading her to take a realistic look at who she really is. So original screenplay. This is So by the way, I've not seen all these movies except for all the weird documentary shorts. And not that they're weird. I just haven't seen them. They're a little bit more obscure. Well, I think those are more in your wheelhouse. No, I, but, I was going to say, well, I, I, as I found something to watch. As a critic, you don't get sent the documentaries and shorts. I, I do get sent the feature documentaries, oh, but do. very few shorts. If but they don't come to his door, he doesn't watch them. So oh. you must spoon feed me the documentaries <laughs> and short films, Academy. <laughs> it's true. In DVD format, actually. So Joel, <laughs> why don't you pick first and I'll tell you why I'm kind of I'm struggling on this one. Well, this this one was a little spread across the board. It here. is. Kenneth Branagh, who who is the director and writer of Belfast. And Artemis Fowl. Uh, has never won for writing. <laughs> More like Artemis Fowl. <laughs> uh, he's never won for writing, but also Paul Thomas Anderson, who did Licorice Pizza, has also never won for writing. So it's kind Strangely. of... Yeah, but those are seem to be the two that it's battling between. Mm-hmm. I am going to go here with my uh, head, shall we say, of, of edu- an educated guess. Hollywood is obsessed with making movies about itself. 
Therefore, Licorice Pizza is going to be the yeah, one you, to win this. You know, I didn't think it was the best script at all. No, some of these aren't the best script, but I think that's just going to be the one to win because Paul Thomas Anderson is a, is a darling. My heart goes to the worst person in the world. It, this is a very, it's a harsh movie. I yes. have not seen that one. It's a, it's a Nor- it's filmed from Norway. Yes. And I, I, even in the trailer and reading the synopsis, I was not able to really gather what the movie I'll was. I'll be honest, like the title is accurate. You do not like this protagonist. Even though it's just a girl going through different relationships? Yeah, she's very selfish. Okay. And as I watched it, I go, I don't like her. I don't like this movie. I want to date her though. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> All the red flags, I'm in. But I really kind of fell in love with it after because I thought about it more and more and the performances are so good and the script is so diverse. And I want this to win, but it's a heart choice. And I'm also going licorice pizza. I'm no, going to go ahead. I'm sorry. Match. I'm sorry. Odds on favorite is Licorice Pizza. No! Belfast is in second. Next up, we have writing for the adapted screenplay. Which means it either came from a book or a play or something, a radio program. Previously existing thing made yeah. into a movie. Coda. Show me a sign. Oh, can oh, I say that? Is it sign language? Yeah. Oh, God. Can I say that? You can say bad jokes. I don't think it's <laughs> offensive. Sign me up. Drive my car. Ooh, first time for this one. After his wife's unexpected death, Yusuke <laughs> Kafuku. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. A renowned stage actor and director receives an offer to direct a production of Uncle Vanya in Hiroshima. There, he begins to face the haunting mysteries his wife left behind. Well, we should have called Chris Anderson for consult- consultation <laughs> on these. Sorry. Dune. Feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. Spice. Spice. The Lost Daughter. A mom goes on vacation from her children and goes a little crazy. Mm-hmm. The power of the dog. Tumbleweed spurs on pants. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah, that's who stars in the movie. I got I like a few it. of those, by the way. I like it. Okay, so with adapted screenplay, um, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I like how you're like mincing words, but we know what will win in this. No, but I don't know if we do because I think Power of the Dog is. I mean, it was a book. odds on favorite. It's it gotta a, be. It was an odds on favorite. Yes, it was a book before it was a movie. But it uh, almost, not like Dune hasn't been. <laughs> right, sure. right, right. And that's the thing is, I think Dune. I think it might deserve adapted screenplay because it took this dense, complicated, crazy, right. out there sci-fi book. Made it somewhat palatable. And made it into a part one. Right. With the gall to say part one is and there will be a part two. Yes. And yet it made it work for many, many audience members. I believe, and I don't know the Vegas odds, but I think second place is probably The Lost Daughter because it somehow does have a good script. And that's one that like goes back and forward in time yeah. and shows flashbacks. and yeah. Right. And it's kind of a dreary movie, but it works but yeah, Power of the Dog. As am I. Um, odds on favorite is The Power of the Dog. Stop matching! Second is Coda. Oh, okay. Long, I, I would love it if Coda won. And the long shot is Drive My Car. And now a category that contains movies you might have seen. <laughs> this is visual. This is literally <laughs> the only one where people are like, oh yeah, I know that one. Visual effects, which is Dune. Paul Atreides tries to find his superpowers and unite the universe. Yeah. Spice. Free guy. A bank teller discovers that he's actually an NPC inside a brutal open world video game. No time to die. James Bond has left active service. His peace is short-lived when Felix Leiter, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help. This is not a synopsis. <laughs> this is the whole this movie. Is a summary. Spoiler alert, Joel. Yeah. A mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. There you go. That's that. It's, it's a James, I like how James Bond angry. It's a James Bond movie. I'm, I'm angry at IMDb for coming up with a, a plot summary. You know you can change that, right? No. We have to go with IMDb says. <laughs> no, I mean, you can go into IMDb and change it. I could, but I won't. Uh, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang-Chi, the master of weaponry based Kung Fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. Confession, I still say Shang-Chi and I still say Rhea in The Last Dragon. Oh, oh, oof. I know. Says a lot, Joel. I just... I, 
Hard. Um, Try harder, I'm an Joel. old dog. Okay, I'll say this next one your way. Speederman, <laughs> no way home. With Spider-Man's identity, Speederman? With Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from oh, other worlds movie, start Joel. to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Speederman. <laughs> oh, jeez. Speederman. Slow down. Uh, there's a lot of good visual effects here. I mean, I mean, uh, Dune obviously has otherworldly aspect to it. Uh, Free Guy has the cool video game element yeah. to it. Shang Chi has the fake looking dragons at the end. That's not very good. Spider Man No Way Home has got to be the weakest. Has some screen. pretty cool Spider Man effects. Yes, yeah, Spider Man does. And then you get No Time but to it's Die. But the same Spider Man effect. And yeah. then you get No Time to No Time die. to Die. Just has explosions. I'm trying to think of visual effects on the there. motorcycle stuff. That's cool. I guess that's cool stuff. This really didn't seem if, like if the. Is this truly CGI? No, no, no. This is both. Is this, this is visual, visual effects. Okay, so yes. then, like, I'm gonna literally like, car chases. Giving that's a nod what we're talking to about. the like, like the explosions and the gunfire and all the stuff in No Time to Die is pretty cool. No, it is. But I do feel like I do feel like they threw that in there. Is kind of like here's let's put all the box office hits in here so people yeah, will they actually always watch. Do. Can't, what are you going for in this one? Dune. Dune's gonna win. From the sandworm to the impressive looking ships that somehow look like they would actually work even though they're dragon the dragonfly ships are like re- the reason to me yeah that this is so great the, like the they are that, so cool the fact that this movie is very samey it's very drab but the environments feel lived in mm-hmm. this this and that's more production design i know but the visual effects around it everything shown in the movie it, it looks great the shot you've seen in dune where the uh like the guys dressed in white or something mm-hmm. they like lower down yes mm-hmm. like some of them are cgi you'd never yeah. know but the, the battle it's scene so right good. in the middle of the movie works perfect kent you're so wrong you're right <laughs> uh, no actually i do think i did not give dune a particularly positive review right but one thing I said is it looks good. It does. Yes. It really looks good. So I'm giving this to Dune as well. We're matching. We've agreed. Don't worry. Every wait for Doctor short subject. Odds are Dune. Mets. Gonna take it. it. Now we have sound. Just sound. just sound. Sound. Because they got rid of sound mixing. They don't want to confuse everyone. It's, it's better without the cars. <laughs> sound. <laughs> what are we gonna call this category about all the complicated sounds that we're gonna make inside each one of these films? Sound. Sound. <laughs> now we have Belfast. I'm Irish in black and white. Dune. Space. Better than the 80s adaptation, but still pretty far out there. No time to die. Daniel Craig ends his time as 007 with a bang. Or is it a boom? Oh, the power of the dog. Woof. (laughs) (laughs) This was like final round when we're getting tired at the end of the show. And West Side Story. It's the Jets versus the Sharks. Again. Sound is an interesting category because it could be very subtle, mm-hmm. kind of like how they're mixing the sounds together and it sounds really cool. Yeah. How feet sound on pavement. But it could also dancing, be, for it example. It could also be crazy new sounds. Right. So you don't know which way they're going to go on this. I mean, there is a musical in this category. Right. And it does it very well. Yeah. There's a reason it's nominated here because so. it feels alive, even though it's a lifeless remake. So um, I would say, Zach, are you okay? Zach, come back to me. Are you good? Both You're looking of you up into have space. insulted this movie in the same span of this day. Yeah. I'm done. It's fine. I quit the show. The it's same fine. Same span of this day. It's a, it's a nice husk of a movie. You're a husk of a person. <laughs> oh. I know. No, Dune is the winner. There's no better sound. And it, this is without the score. The sound of Dune really works. Whether it's whether it's yeah, whether it's echoes, the bass, the sounds of the ships, uh, the Hi-ya! ships, yeah. Screaming randomly. Yeah. Snyder cut? Yeah. Ah. Snyder cut. Uh, ancient limitation noises? <laughs> so yeah, I'm going with Dune. As am I. Of course. I, I did Dune as well. Looking out there, it seems to be what everyone's going to say. And truth be told, me watching the movie, that had the most unique sound to it where it felt 
different. Zach, are we going to agree again? The favorite here is Dune, <sighs> followed by West Side Story. Biggest long shot would be Belfast. Joel, do you want to go to Vegas and you know, I think throw some money on some table? We Apparently. all here are just going to go on a date together. Until the short subject movies. That's, that's, that's a little, true. A little dicey that's, there. That's, it's a wild card there. Now we have original score. Yes, we do. And I've got clips. Now, oh. just so you know, gentlemen, the minimum amount of original music required by the Academy to be eligible in this category was reduced this year from 60% to 35 percent oh disney is so mad they don't care about scores like yeah if you have this much original it's okay to be wow anyway let's get to this don't look up aka also don't look at the screen what does that mean don't watch the movie here's the song little jazzy rainbow road little chaotic Oh, I just fell off the side. Oh, I suddenly, I suddenly <laughs> sensing a thinly veiled metaphor for climate change. <laughs> Strange. I don't understand how that. So happened. subtle. Should we wear masks? This is Nicholas Bertel who did this, by the way. And it's got the whole thing kind of has this, this jazzy feel to it. I feel like you're being condescending to the condescending Hollywood movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dig that Hollywood. Life. Dune. A spice boy tries to find his spice girl. <laughs> Hans Zimmer. Yeah, definitely Hans Zimmer. You can almost hear that. His name. I mean, he uses bagpipes in this yeah. movie. You can tell it's Hans Zimmer because there's no melody in it. Yeah. It's just sounds, and they sound great. Sound great. Yeah. Encanto. A Colombian teenage girl has to face the frustration of being the only member of her family without magical powers. We haven't talked about this one yet? Nope. No. Well, then here's the music. But not the music we're thinking of, because we're talking about the score here, not the songs. The score. Yeah. It is weird, though, because, like, listen um, to Am I El Matador right now? I would like the <laughs> smothered burrito, uh, cheese, rice and beans. Guacamole's extra? Yes, oh, this is Jermaine uh, Franco who did the music on this one. Parallel Mothers? The story of two mothers who give birth the same day. That sounds like a heartwarming Ooh. summary. I actually kind of like this. But it's not a heartwarming story. No, it's story. not. Honestly, it reminds I like me the of, score, though. reminds me of Knives Out. It's, yes. It's a lot of... Uh, the violin strings. strings. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. very, very choppy, tense strings. Speaking of choppy and tense, now we have the power of the dog. The prequel to DC Super Pets. Kirsten, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst cares for another boy named Peter. Yeah, get it? Because, because you know, Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Spider-Man. Now, this is one of the few parts in the soundtrack where... It sounds like music? Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of what I call cat running across the piano happening. Where it's yeah. just like... Is this Johnny Greenwood who does, did this This is one? Johnny Greenwood. The, the lead uh, guitarist and keyboardist of Radiohead. Right. He also did Spencer this year, which didn't get any acclaim, but it's quite good as well. I think the what he does... The good? Uh, the, score. the score. Oh. But no, the, sc- the score is kind of perfect for the movie, and I would say this for Power of the Dog, even though I'm not voting for it, mm-hmm. is it's unsettling. And that's what the movie is meant to make you do. It's kind of meant to subvert your expectations that it's a Western. Okay, Kent? Yeah. Dune, Parallel Mothers, and Power of the Dog all made me unsettled. I listened to those soundtracks, and I was like, I don't, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Okay. Like I, was, yeah. I was working as I was listening to them, and it made the work hard to do. But uh, Dune especially, I don't know why, that, that score stressed me out. Yeah, it's ever-present. It's huge. And then Encanto came on, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, you got hungry. Thank you, Mirabel. Yeah. Uh, so it's Dune on this one. I am also going to agree it's Dune. Mm-hmm. That was the odds-on favorite, even though it wasn't my favorite. I did enjoy, actually, the Don't Look Up score was kind of fun to listen to. Because it sounds like Mario Kart? (laughs) A little (laughs) bit. A little bit. It's a little bit electronic. Yeah. 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 I actually want to listen to Parallel Mothers. Like, that sounded interesting. Yeah. It's stressful. Well, here we go. The odds on favorite here is Dune. No! (laughs) 
Long shot being parallel mothers. Let's take a road trip. Let's just go, Joel. <laughs> Down to Vegas? Yeah. Odds on favorite. Mm-hmm. We'll Although stay circus, circus. you don't make the money unless you do the long shot. That's yeah, exactly. Money. That's the thing. We If we would bet the way Joel that knows are, this because we talked about this in a previous show. He's a gambler. You would not. <laughs> we would be making nothing. Good luck, Zach. Oh, no. Okay. So now we have short film live action. Yes. Oh, boy. I, I, I don't know what to read. A la Kachu, take and run. There you go. Good job. A young Kurzig woman is kidnapped and forced to marry. A drama about the desire of freedom in the clutches of, tr- of a tradition. The dress. A woman with limited hopes toils in a rundown motel in rural Poland. Rural juror. As a maid. <laughs> the rural Will the repeated visits of an interesting man, a truck driver, change the loneliness of her situation? What, what were they thinking in IMDb these days? I, I mean, like, know. No one's going to see that, this That was written just... in Polish and then used Google Translate. <laughs> yeah, to put it, it there. really was. The long goodbye. Riz and his family are in the middle of a typical family day. Wow, that's great. Family in family. their house, while a far right march plays out in the telly in the background. This is written by a British person, which eventually arrives at their front door, leading to a devastating outcome. On my mind. Henrik wants to sing a song for his wife. It has to be today. It has to be now. It's a question of life, death, and karaoke. Now, see, that's a good I synopsis. watched this one, actually. I watched yeah, it, too. You I told it over, you to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Please hold. A young man's life is suddenly and inexplicably derailed as he finds himself at the mercy of automated justice, in quotes. So this is where I'm going to kind of rely on Joel because I only watched one of these. And Joel, I know you did a little bit more research or at least watched the trailers for each of these. Yeah, I did. I kind of went off lists online because I haven't seen them. And the odds on favorite, I would say, is probably the long goodbye because it's the most political. And this is where we're getting to this point in the telecast. Mm-hmm. Is they're like, oh, yeah, it says something about people we don't like. Yeah. And so I think the long goodbye will win. But on my mind is quite, it's really sweet. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Like it, it, this is online. You can find on, on my mind. It's a, it's a uh, Swedish. No, it's Danish. It's Danish. Okay. It's Danish, I believe. Mm. Um, but the, <laughs> but it's, a, it's like an 18 minute short. Um, Zach food on the podcast. Shocking. <laughs> it's an 18 minute short and it is one you can find on YouTube if you just do on my mind 2021 mm. or, or on my mind karaoke or on my mind. Is that Oscar. your choice? No, because I, I really did. I, I enjoyed that one. It's the only one I watched all the way through. I watched the trailer for all the rest of these. But I think, Ken, I'm going to agree with you. It's the long goodbye. We've agreed on everything. I know. It's got political undertones that I think are really Oscars gonna, love it. Yeah. Odds are the long goodbye. <laughs> no, no, no. Guys, we cannot have a three-way tie on Bacon Sale. Why not date night? Now we have short film animated. These are fun, right? No. <laughs> these are, no, these are horrible. No. I'll tell you right now. Cartoons. I'll tell you right now. I watched the trailers for these. Some of these trailers are not family friendly. And this is the animated short film, mm-hmm. and they're not family friendly. Affair- Don't watch any of these trailers except for maybe Box Ballet and Robin Robin. <laughs> affairs of the Art. Barrels back in Affairs of the Art, which showcases one family's eccentric yet endearing obsessions with everything from drawing to screw threads and pet taxidermy. I like they say Barrels back. I'm like, Barrel's back. Who's Barrel? Barrel. Is that the Medea of this, <laughs> of this person? I think so, yeah. So this one is like this hand-drawn, like kind of sloppy one where there's a bunch of colors. It looks very cartoonish, but like unfinished cartoon. Okay. So, yeah. Bestia. Ingrid is working in the Chilean Intelligence Directorate in 1975. Her relationship with her dog, her body, her fears and frustrations reveal a grim fracture in her mind and an entire country. Uh, Picture a porcelain serial killer. This one, a little round porcelain serial killer. That's what it looks like. Is it stop motion? Uh, yeah, well, it looks stop motion, Okay, but like with porcelain dolls. Interesting. She's kind of creepy, and I think she's keeping someone in her basement. I'm not sure. Eesh. Mm. Box ballet. 
One day, a delicate ballerina named Olya meets the rough, surly boxer Evgeny. Evgeny. Sure. Uh, the contrast between <laughs> their worlds and their philosophies is so sharp that even the possibility of these two characters crossing paths seems this, incredible. This one seemed a little more straightforward in animation yeah. and story. It's a, baller, a ballerina and a boxer falling in love. Okay. Robin, Robin. In this stop motion short film, a bird raised by mice begins to question where she belongs and sets off on a daring journey of self-discovery. What's the animation style on this one? Uh, I think like Fuzzy Wallace and Gromit. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, it looks like felt little creatures, uh, but very much like in that style of like chicken run and... Perfect. Yeah. The Windshield Wiper. This is adapted from a story from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. <laughs> That's the Viper. The Viper. Inside a cafe while smoking a whole pack of cigarettes, not just a half pack, a whole pack of cigarettes, a man poses an ambitious question. What is love? A collection of vignettes and situations will lead the man to the desired conclusion. Uh, this is one of those looks like it's rotoscoped, like over real people, like drawn over oh, real people. Yeah. And it's uh, very inappropriate and mm. very pretentious, it looks like, because he's just like... <laughs> What is love? And then it has all these like scenes of people. So you watched Robin Robin, right? I did watch Robin. That's what Robin I'm picking with, because it feels straightforward. With my kids. But it's also not very Oscar-y with being challenging. Uh it was very I mean, it's it's almost want, like it wants to be a Christmas short, but the songs are not that good. Hmm. Uh they're they feel unfinished. The animation looks good though. And I wonder if animators are gonna like that as well. I didn't quite enjoy it, but I'm telling you what, I'm voting for it. Me too. Dang it. Uh, How are we going to differentiate? Odds on favorite here is Robin. Robin. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we're supposed to be diverting from each other. Long shot for affairs of the art. (sighs) Maybe the next one. Maybe the next one. This is over. I thought we were going to actually have some diversion here. All right. We have documentary short subject here. Okay. We have audible. Football player Amory McKinstry Hall and his Maryland School for the Deaf teammates attempt to defend their winning streak while coming to terms with the tragic loss of a close friend. So this is a, uh, a, a football team at a deaf school mm. is what this one's about. Oh, cool. Lead me home. Shot over the course of three years in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Seattle, this short presents the epidemic of homelessness in America with a show, Don't Tell Approach. Mm-hmm. That was pretty straightforward. Yeah. The queen of basketball. She's one of the greatest living women's basketball players. Three national trophies. Scored the first basket in women's Olympic basketball at the 76 Olympics. Drafted to the NBA. But have you ever heard of Lucy Harris? Three songs for Benazir? Even as Shaista's love for Benazir is palpable, the choices he must make to build a life with her have profound consequences. This is about a uh, a young man who's going to join the Afghan army Mm. uh, and having a debate about that and being with the woman he loves. (laughs) It's a story about when we were in school. When we were bullies. <laughs> a mind-boggling coincidence leads the filmmaker to track down his fifth grade class and fifth grade teacher to examine their memory of and complicity in a bullying incident 50 years ago. Zach, like you and I were bullies. We Maybe were, Joe over here. We were bullied. No. <laughs> when we were bullied. When we were bullied. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but it would lose That two. one actually, that one did interest me the most and I yeah. wasn't able to watch it. Because it's about him, the mind-boggling coincidence in the, in the teaser made me go, well, what was the coincidence? And then it's just showing these different perspectives from the, the teacher of 50 years ago. They actually okay. track her down. Yeah. And the other students about what happened that day to this, when they, when they kind of ganged up on this kid. Wow. Joel, let's disagree. You ready? I'm hoping we disagree. Three, two, one. Audible. The queen of basketball. Yes! Oh! Yay! Okay. Uh, Finally, that so, might be the only thing that decides it. <laughs> no, and I, uh, like I said, the one that interested me most was when we were bullies, but the one I, I did watch, Audible, uh, it's a, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I, I, I like the description. And it was it was an interesting premise. Honestly, truthfully, it hits a lot of check marks that the Academy's looking for. Oh, okay. 
but it didn't really go anywhere. Mm. It was kind of just like, hey, here's this uh, a deaf football team. And it was interesting to watch them interact with each other and play and everything. And then it just kind of said, okay, there you go. Yeah. I mean, there was That's some the backstories short. of players and stuff. Sure. Yeah, it's short. It's that like who does Vegas agree with? Odds on favorite. Here is the queen of basketball. Oh, right. so I am different. Audible <laughs> yeah. is middle of the road. It's it's uh, after hey, three songs. So Reno odds. Audible. For sure. <laughs> there we go. For yeah. sure. Yeah, three songs is second, Audible third. Now nah, that might be the one that decides it. Yeah, not, truly. I mean, not the documentary the short subject. <laughs> that might be it. That might be it. Now we have documentary feature. It's like this is the like, longer it's like one. A movie. Yeah, full length movie. Here. It's like a movie. It's like in the movie. Uh, Ascension. The absorbingly cinematic Ascension explores the pursuit of the Chinese dream. This observational documentary presents a contemporary vision of China that prioritizes productivity and innovation above all. Long story short, it's China. They're showing the from the poorest people to the richest people yeah. in China. Interesting. Attica. This unnervingly vivid dive into the 1971 uprising sheds new light on the enduring violence and racism of the prison system and highlights the urgent ongoing need for reform 50 years later. It's a very uh, popular, not popular, a very well-known prison riot Mm -hmm. back in the 70s. Flee tells the extraordinary true story of a man, Amin, on the verge of marriage, which compels him to reveal his hidden past for the first time. Yeah, this is is an interesting one because this is an animated movie. It's a phenomenal movie and it's in three different categories i yes. think and if so. you're expecting phoebe waller bridge yes not fl no bags here no flow f- okay flee F-L-E-E. without the bag different thing. yeah summer of soul or when the revolution could not be televised a uh, documentary about the legendary 1969 harlem cultural festival which celebrated african-american music and culture and promoted black pride and unity so it's a concert that was filmed but never aired until mm. now it is cool that's pretty cool Writing with fire. In a cluttered news landscape dominated by men emerges India's only newspaper run by Dalit woman. Chief reporter Mira and her journalists break traditions, redefining what it means to be powerful. Mm-hmm. So being a female journalist in India is what that one's about. So our two front runners here are going to be Summer of Soul and Flea, which are the two I saw at Sundance last year. A little bit of a humble brag. Summer of Soul mm-hmm. is a blast to watch. It's it's basically a concert that, like, yeah, no one knew about it. And it's incredible. Why wasn't it aired? Do we know? Does it say in the documentary? Hidden. Absolutely hidden. This was the same year as Woodstock. People oh. only cared about Woodstock. And so people, uh, they try to give it to TV stations and say, will you air this? Because we want these bands. And these are very classic, yeah, are, well-known bands. these are known bands. artists. Uh, but, uh, Gladys Knight was there, yeah, I remember, in the trailer. It was hidden for obvious reasons mm-hmm. at this time. And so now we're, we're only seeing it as Questlove that directed this movie. Hmm. Which is pretty fun. Questlove from uh, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon? Absolutely. Well, from The Roots. Take it easy. <laughs> and I think that one has a really good chance of winning. In fact, it probably will. But Flea should win. And I'm going to go with Flea on this one. Okay. The animation style for the documentary really works because they, they jump into the past. It seems fictional because the story is so crazy. It's, a, it's someone telling a true it's story. An immigrant and story. Anid- animated it. Yes. Their true story. They even animate the interviews. Like oh. the confessional parts of it as Talking well. head parts. Yes. So I, my vote's with Flea, even though I don't know if it will win. Uh, and I'm going to vote for Summer of Soul. That I think seemed, you're right. seem to be the one that people oh, like the most. Goodness. So happy when you guys disagree. Right, we disagreed again. Yeah. Oh, great. Zach? Odds on favorite here is Summer of Soul. Here we go. Oh, man. Yeah. Riding with fire as the long shot. Um, Flea is, is second, though. So it's, good. It's that, pretty close. Yes. That means there. that, okay, there is going to be a single winner because you agreed with Thank him goodness. once, you agree with me once. We, like we Zach's right. Heard. Wait, so if Zach's right every time, I'm going to be a little upset. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm being very honest about where mine coming from. Guys, speaking of being upset. Oh, no. Oh, what happened, Kent? We're oh, to no. the part of the show where oh, no. it's time to get a little sad. Let's bring the room oh, down. No. Should, we, should, we, should we speak a little quieter? Yeah. A little softer? the lights. Yeah. I'm going to light these candles here. And now for only $19.95. No, no, sh- you can... 
Oh, somber. It's not S- somber. Sad. But. Sad. You gotta actually buy the CD. You can't just wait for the 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 commercial to come on with all the. That's true. Yeah. Thank you for that. Then. Okay. You jerk. So here we go. Now we present the infamous bacon sale in memoriam. Rest in peace, Daft Punk. Oh. You could have passed the torch to someone harder, faster, better, stronger, and kept the band going one more time, but instead you informed us you're no longer around the world, and Da Funk is dead. Maybe one day we'll get lucky and you or someone else under those metal helmets will return, but for now, Robot Rock is gone forever. That actually made me really sad. <laughs> if they ever do a Tron sequel, they won't be there. Yeah. Oh, don't so, get Hans Zimmer. So sad. What happened to their Tron legacy? Oh, oh so sad. So I'm sad. actually really sad. Rest in peace, mask shame. <laughs> oh, you think I'm going there, but I'm not. No. Oh. No longer will I have to go to the entrance of a grocery store, only to then realize I've forgotten my mask when it's required at the door, and then make the walk of shame back to my car, and then go back to the grocery <laughs> store. I won't miss that feeling. No, no, no. It's sad. It's sad. But it's gone. Not sad. It's gone. No, I'm cool. We're not sad. It's gone. Yeah. Rest in peace, Eternals merchandise. This is me. This is me. After slogging through two and a half hours of boring storytelling, it's no wonder that no one wanted to buy the Makari, Druig, and Fastos action figures because no one cares or knows who those characters are. Enjoy your time on the Walmart clearance shelves toys because that's the last time you're going to be able to see light until you head into the incinerator Toy Story 3 style. Oh, wow. Funko Pops. (laughs) Also, the same thing for Marvel's Katie from Shang-Chi. Marvel's Katie. Rest in peace. (laughs) Funko Pops. Rest in peace, innocent playground games. (laughs) Ground duties across the world will now be watching children play games during recess and use them to write the next bloody season of Squid Game or a copycat version of the show. The Americanized version. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Foursquare. Yeah, gotta make some money. Foursquare. Deadly Foursquare. <laughs> this one's for you, capital L listener. Rest in peace, Gamorian guards. Oh. After pledging loyalty to the Daimo Boba Fett, you two were unceremoniously pushed off a ledge when it should have been the Neon Cyber Squad riding off a cliff on their cool kid scooters. We'll miss your Kermit slash Miss Piggy hybrid faces. Oh, why? It's because they didn't spin around enough. Were, were they the only two that died in that episode? Uh, I think so. Dang it. Good writing. It's pathetic. Yeah. Ah, but so sad. But so, 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 sad. so sad. Together, though? Yeah. What if one of them lived? That would be even more sad. It's actually oh, yes. right that they died together. That's the way they wanted to be. Yes. So, perfect. So sad. Per- but sad and perfect. So sad. Rest in peace, my interest in Megan Fox. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> you guys meant that I was shocked <laughs> you, you hate Machine Gun Kelly You stole my heart in 2007 And made me fall in love with the hoods of cars Oh no And then you settled down with David Silver from Beverly Hills 90210 You had it all Now you have chosen the bottle blonde stick bug Named Machine Gun Kelly You once said when you met him You smell like weed And he responded I am weed Rest in peace, romance. Oh. You know what bugs me about that uh, Transformers movie is she said it has a four-barrel car, but it's clearly uh, fuel injected. Oh. Hmm. oh, so sad. Rest in peace. Spoiler alert: five, six, seven, eight. James Bond. <gasps> you forgot you were part of a franchise, No Time to Die, and decided to end the series by actually giving 007 time to die, 
and then you confusingly said that James Bond will return. You've strayed from the franchise with your finality and left audiences shaken and stirred. Oh, so sad. So sad. Yeah, Not sure if it's the right move. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Because you don't like James Bond, so sad. So sad. No, I thought you were the fan. I thought that. Apparently not. Mm. So, so sad. Rest in peace. I thought Zach's I, fandom. I thought I knew. Yeah, oh. Rest in peace. Spoiler alert: five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. The underrated star power of Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Since they cast a wannabe Michael J. Fox as the MCU Spider-Man, everyone has neglected you, but not me. Now, people have finally seen just what you can do, as you were the best part of one of the biggest blockbusters in years. So sad. So, so, so sad. And also was in two different Oscar-nominated uh, movies. No, he's fantastic. He's okay. People didn't see those, though. Speaking of which, rest in peace, musical films. <gasps> in the Heights sunk pretty low. No one seemed to think Evan Hansen was dear. Well, that's true. And West Side Story is over at the box office. It seems as if musicals aren't the cure for the movie theater woes. But hey, there's always Broadway. I've seen West Side Story twice. $96,000. <laughs> That's not West Side Story. That's not, Rest in peace, not Inside not Jokes. <laughs> Rest in peace, Twilight Curse. Soon after we did our episode defending Twilight, the former stars were catapulted into credibility. Oh my gosh. Kristen Stewart is now Oscar nominated, and Robert Pattinson is the Batman. The Batman. We're just waiting on you, Taylor. Hashtag restore the shark boy verse. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this power. Uh, yeah, if we true. defend something else, is it going to become a hit again? I think so. So sad. Rest in peace, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. For two seasons and 26 episodes, you absolutely delighted my wife with your Broadway-style covers of popular songs and a heart-wrenching yet uplifting storyline. And even though you were unceremoniously canceled, you came back and gave us Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas to tie up loose ends of Max hearing the heart songs, which my wife really appreciated. I love you, honey. That was for you. <laughs> so sad. So beautiful, though. That, was, that was very sweet. That, that, was, that was so sweet. Your so wife sad. was the only person that has ever watched that show. No, it's very popular. So sad. Rest in peace, my attempt at growing long hair. Come on. Why? I had a goal of growing out my hair in hopes that I could be Obi-Wan Kenobi for last Halloween. No one dared tell me just how hideous it was for six months. <laughs> Yet, just like Grogu's time at the Jedi Temple, it was cut short. Oh, oh so sad. I thought it looked fine. Uh, it no, is. you don't. Don't it lie. That's so sad. Everybody has an awkward face. You yeah. just got Mine was at too. 40 years old. <laughs> Thank you, Barber. It's okay. So rest in peace, television. Now that Conan O'Brien finally ended his televised talk show, to focus on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, his new podcast, everyone realizes that TV is dead and, and podcasts are where it at, right? Yeah? That's where it at? That's yeah. where it at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Podcast. Yeah. 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 Hashtag, so hashtag cool. podcast. Tell all your friends. Hashtag turn off your TV. <laughs> Tpublic.com slash bacon <laughs> Rest in peace, my hopes for the continued Snyderverse. After appeasing fans with the Snyder Cut of Justice League, they said the stories will no longer continue. Both Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck have been reported to no longer be involved with the studio. I should be happy I got Justice League and all. Wait, what's that? There's a new merger at Warner Brothers? Oh, no, and the new management sees the potential so of continuing these franchises? So sad. Mm, rest in peace, Pagan Bits. <laughs> I'll be talking about it every single so week. Sad. So sad how Kent won't let this die. Never. So sad. No. So sad. This seems to be a very Kent-focused thing. <laughs> because 
Rest in peace, Kent's losing streak. Oh. After many, 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 like, many losses like seven. at our Bacon Cell Oscar predictions game, Kent finally proved that he's got what it takes to randomly guess which <laughs> animated short will win and beat Joel by one point <laughs> last year. So happy. But I'm not bitter. So happy. I'm just sad. So sad. So, so sad. Well, my, mine's kind of about you what? since we're talking about it. Oh, no. Rest in peace. My chances of winning the Hunger Games. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm a good hider, a dirty fighter, and my partner is a very flexible violin player. Yes. How do we die by simply climbing a tree? If I had the option of retrieving a loaf of bread, if only my name was Joel. So mad. So mad. So mad. <laughs> it's a joke on bacon sale. There we go. go. Wow, we made All that. All right. Wow, yeah. that was that was, that was emotional. emotional. That was yeah. emotional, fellas. Oh. Can I raise it. my voice again? Yeah. I don't know if we do. We know how to use these things. <laughs> All right. Now we move on to another category. <laughs> Back to the Oscars. Here we go. Production design. This is what makes the movie look like the movie, like yeah. sets and stuff. We have Dune. I don't like sand. It's coarse <laughs> and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. I don't like the suits that circulate your sweat and turn it into drinking water. I call them thirst traps. Ew. (laughs) You would know. (laughs) Nightmare Alley. An ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. The power of the dog. New Zealand is meant to be Montana, bro. Oh, what? Yes. What I mean? Oh, New Zealand. Yeah, they filmed they filmed in New Zealand. What I mean? Because he wrote. My name's Polk. Benedict Cumberbatch gets grouchy when he doesn't shower. <laughs> the tragedy of Macbeth. A Scottish lord becomes convinced by a trio of witches that he will become the next king of Scotland, and his ambitious wife supports him in his plans of seizing power. Do you guys realize that this was shot with the Snyder filter? Black and white. It's tall and black and white. Ah, uh, crazy. And it's got Denzel Washington in it, too. And it it's directed it. by Joe Cohen. And Francis McDormand. Yeah. Yeah. West Side Story. Filmed entirely at Universal Studio Cityscapes. <laughs> Am I wrong? Lens flare. It's yeah. an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. Again. So production design and stuff that looks really cool. Uh, Tragedy Macbeth has kind of got this... I mean, it's black and white. It's it's cool looking. It's a stage. It, it is. It's very... Yeah. I don't want to say minimal. There's more to it. It's yeah, very isolated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, West Side Story, you mentioned. Very, right. very set-like. Yeah, very theater like, shall sure. we say? Uh, Power of the Dog is New Zealand as <laughs> you know uh, Montana. West Side, Montana. You know what West Side Story needed, and mind you, I do like this movie, but it really needed the apocalypse to be happening somewhere. What was that? What was that? <laughs> it starts with this rubble, and I'm like, what happened it's in this so, on this earth? Right outside a dock shop is yeah. it's the apocalypse. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and then you get Nightmare Alley, which I have not seen all the way through, but the trailer looked it really deserves stylized. Deserves the award for the circus alone. Oh, it's amazing, but yeah. it won't I, win. It, but but even then, you get this gritty, grimy circus. You fill it but then you also get like pristine higher class stuff i yeah, i actually feel great. like this is the award it should win absolutely but dune will win this one as well i agree with you mm. so do the odds no we're back to yeah. agreeing again but but nightmare alley like i was watching that going deserves it the production design is almost its own character yes. in this. have i it's yelled amazing. no after every time we've matched yes, yes. i'm sorry <laughs> listener <laughs> now we have makeup and hairstyling also featuring a movie that somebody has probably seen Oscar nominated Coming to America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was a sequel to Coming to America. Two is the number two. two. Oh. America. Okay, here we go. 
The African monarch, Akeem, learns that he has a long-lost son in the United States and must return to America to meet this unexpected heir and build a relationship with his son. Cruella, a live-action prequel feature film following a young Cruella de Vil. Mm. <laughs> what was, what, are those your feelings on the movie, Joel? Maybe. Dune, walk without rhythm and you won't attract the worm. <laughs> Anyone? Weapon of choice? No, There's Dune references in, in Fatboy Slim's Weapon of Choice. The Eyes of Tammy Faye, an intimate look at the extraordinary rise, fall, and redemption of televangelist Tammy Faye Baker. House of Gucci. When Patri Patrizia Reggiani, there we go, an outsider from humble beginnings, marries from into the Gucci family, her unbridled ambition begins to unravel their legacy and triggers a reckless spiral of betrayal, decadence, revenge, and ultimately, murder. Starring Lady Gaga. And Kylo Ren. Now, this is the one, the only category House of Gucci was nominated in. Yeah. And I mean, it was said to be nominated for a lot. Like they were hoping for a lot. There was, it was a movie that was like total Oscar bait. Yes. And then they got completely snubbed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jared Leto in this movie, Mercy. He's like in a fat suit. And I think the award is going to go to the eyes of Tammy Faye because you get to see it, it's what the Academy loves. Seeing someone go from one age to a later age and look different. And then as uh, those of us who know what Tammy Faye looks like, she's famous for having the really the thick eyeliner and yep. lashes and like makeup running down her face. The Academy loves real portrayals like biopics. Mm -hmm. They love seeing people get old on film and they love just makeup on faces. The I'm really pleased in this category that the horrifying being the Ricardo's makeup was not yeah. nominated. Nicole Kidman looks disgusting. Yeah. Hey, Jessica Chastain hey, in this movie. Jessica Chastain as Tommy Faye Baker. It's my vote as well. Okay. She disappears into the role. And yes, it's an easy role to play because it's another biopic. Yeah. But wow, the, the makeup is as hideous as, as it should be through the 70s and 80s. It bad. captures it. And the odds have the eye of Tammy Faye. So we are all the, the eyes same have it. there. The eyes <laughs> have it. Now we have costume design with Cruella. 101 songs crammed into the soundtrack. Uh, yep. Cyrano. Too self-conscious to woo Roxanne himself, wordsmith Cyrano de Bergerac helps young Christian nab her heart through love letters. I need to see that one. You do. Dune. Blurry knife fights with Jason Momoa. Nightmare Alley. I'd run away with the circus too if it meant I'd get to hang out with Willem Dafoe, Tony Collette, and Ron Perlman. <laughs> West Side Story. Anita wants to live in America again. They look pretty. Oh, so pretty. <laughs> they do. Oh, uh, Cruella. It's the most so fashion. costumes. Yes. And I hate, 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 hate it that I'm going to agree with you. You think it's going to win an Oscar? This movie does not, does not deserve to be Oscar winning movie Cruella. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah, but the song mixes are so good. Oh, no, but it, can't. looking at costumes, though, once again, the Academy loves period pieces. They love looking back. They love bold colors. Yeah. This it's has a the mix most, of modern and old. Yeah. This is this is exactly what the Academy likes to see. And so I hate to say it, but it's going to be Academy Award winning Cruella. Zach, where are we at? Cruella is the odds on favorite. <laughs> it's really like two or three categories that are differentiated. Yeah. Yeah. Cyrano is the long shot here. Uh, watch Cyrano. This is the only nomination it got. Yeah, it looks good. Though. It's good. Now we have, and this could be another one here. Actually, no, it, it won't be. I know what you're going to pick. We have international feature film with Drive My Car from Japan. More like watch my three-hour-long movie. It's a three-hour yeah. movie. Ooh. Flea from Denmark. A true story told in an animated way. Not the biography of the bassist of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Once again, because it's F-L-E-E, -E, like yes. run away. The Hand of God from Italy. In 1980s Naples, young Fabietto pursues his love for football as family tragedy strikes, shaping his uncertain but promising future as a filmmaker. 
Lunana, a yak in the classroom from Bhutan. A disillusioned school teacher is transferred to the most remote school in the world, cut off from modern life deep in the Himalayan glaciers. I love that title. Lunana. Lunana, a yak in the classroom. A yak in the classroom. <laughs> the worst person in the world from Norway. A movie somehow not about Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, this, so these are all international ones, meaning they're all going to be subtitled, and I have not seen any of them. Yeah. But uh, I don't mind subtitles at all. I've seen All But Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom, and they're all pretty good. But the winner is Drive My Car. I mean, one of these is nominated for Best Picture. Yes. So, I mean, it's like a Roma situation. Yeah, yeah. Roma Flea, a couple years ago. Flea was also nominated in Best Animated Feature Film uh, and Best Documentary yeah. Feature. So Flea is great. Drive My Car tells a very beautiful story, but it takes a long time to do it. But I think it's the odds on favorite. Yeah. So what do you have? I mean, it's nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Adapted Screenplay. I could give it to Drive My Car as yeah. well. Even though it's like, it's kind of inaccessible to mainstream audiences, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a critical darling. Yes. Drive My Car is the odds-on favorite. And according to what I'm seeing, I think it is the heaviest favorite of all of the categories. Now we have film editing with Don't Look Up. Adam McKay tries to make a comedy without Will Ferrell. Dune. Spice World 2. (laughs) (laughs) King Richard. In Compton, California, born and raised on the T-Courts is where they spent most of their days. Yes, I said T-Courts. <laughs> T-Courts. It fits. T-courts. The power of the dog. The true story of underdog. <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> no. Tick, tick, boom. On the cusp of his 30th birthday, a promising young theater composer navigates love, friendship, and the pressures of life as an artist in New York City. New York now, City. New York City. Now, the one I would want to win this is Tick, Tick, Boom. Sure. Because the editing there is, it's based on a play that, um, what's his name? I can't remember. Jonathan Larson. Thank you. Jonathan Larson did about his life. And in the movie, he's performing on the stage, but also it shows it and it goes yep. back and forth in time. It's frantic. Multiple it's singers at different timelines. Some dream sequences. There's, there's one in the swimming pool, which is one of my favorite parts of yeah. the movie, where you get to see the music sheet at the bottom of the pool. Yes. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a really fun, it's a well-edited film. Thanks for giving it credit because it's not going to win. It's not going to win. Right. I gave it to Dune. It's Dune. Why? Why? Because it's Dune. Why? Why? June. Why should Dune win? I saw, I went online, did all my research. Everyone kept pointing to Dune. I kept going, look, I get it. It's kind of fun. It's put together well. Yeah. But it's not, I don't know. It's I, I agree boom. with you. Tick, Tick, Boom has more memorable editing. Yeah. It feels more pur- purposeful. Yeah. But Dune will win. Well, the odds say Dune. <laughs> Once so, again. I, it's with, Zach. I'm very interested to see how we're going to play out here. If we're, Zach, like, what would you say? Are there, are there times where you disagree with the vote that you're giving? Only a couple, but just personal preference. Yeah. Not, yeah. not anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Like personal preference, I do like the intercutting of Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, fun. But I didn't see the others, so I can't say much intelligent. Yes, you can. <laughs> I don't even know what it means to condescend. <laughs> Right now we have animated feature film, Encanto, a lovely story about a magically toxic family. <laughs> They're so toxic. Abuela's the worst. Hey, kids, want to watch generational trauma? <laughs> That's great. Flea makes a great double feature with the power of the dog. Luca. <laughs> On the Italian Riviera, an unlikely but strong friendship grows between a human being and a sea monster disguised as a human. Silencio, we don't talk about Bruno. The Mitchells versus the Machines. A quirky, dysfunctional family's road trip is upended when they find themselves in the middle of the robot apocalypse and suddenly become humanity's unlikeliest last hope. 
Raya and the Last Dragon. In a realm known as Kumandra, a reimagined Earth inhabited by an ancient civilization, a warrior named Raya is determined to find the last dragon. You guys remember that came out? Yeah. I remember? only saw the second part of that, and also I saw Kent Dunn and the date. That's three. That's three Disney movies in one year. That's because it's how Disney rolls. Uh, I now, have a, well, I have a heart... One I have a heart and the head choice here. They're competing with themselves. The winner one of them is Pixar, which has been relegated to the like the C tier studio yeah. and only gets Disney Plus releases now. The winner should be Mitchell's versus the Machines. This really? is an amazing movie with a great screenplay. I really enjoyed it. But that one. the the recency bias goes to Encanto, and it's sad to say, and it's been winning all the awards, I believe, which is not deserved. And that's why I'm kind Ooh. of struggling, Joel. I want you to go first because I'm not sure. Well, so uh, the problem is, I went with I'm going with all head this time. Sure. And Encanto has cleaned up on the previous award shows. People are loving it. And if this is marked the first time for a decade that an animated film we recognized in three or more categories. The last film to do that was Toy Story 3. And it brought home two Oscars. I think animated feature film is going to But it's Encanto. just okay. It's just I, okay. It's I, Like I said, it's like uh, Greatest Showman. I like the music more than I like the movie. And even then I'm souring on that too. Because they play it all the time in your house? Zach, the little one. Zach, do I go with heart? Not necessarily. Do I differentiate here? Do I go with heart? Even though it's going to lose me a vote, it could lose you the entire thing. Encanto. It could lose you a date. Encanto. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, it's the odds on favorite, but it's not as far away as you might think. Uh, Mitchell's versus the machines is is pretty close in the in the the betting odds. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon is definitely the long shot because it's because everyone forgot it came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's totally forgotten. Now we have cinematography with Dune. Ample sand. Because <laughs> there's ample sand. But yeah, what does that mean? Amp- like ampersand, sand, but ample but sand. why is it an ampersand? What does ampersand have to do with doing? It just ample sand sounded nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare Alley. Rooney Mara gets the electric chair. Freaks and Geeks, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the power of the dog. Sam Elliott isn't a fan of Jane Campion. No, he is not. <laughs> the tragedy of Macbeth. By the pricking of my thumb, something Cohen this way comes. Ooh, I like that. I said bubble, bubble, Denzel's in trouble. <laughs> And West Side Story. Officer Krupke busts the Jets again. <laughs> Lens flare. Everything's again. <laughs> it is. Lens flare. Okay, cinematography. There's this is how cool it looks in the camera. Camera work. Tragedy of Macbeth has been celebrated here, but it's the least deserving. West Side Story, of all the awards that's been nominated for other than Best Supporting Actress, this is the one it could win. There's some cool shots in there. It's They're great. It's, it's the thing the movie does well. Yeah. Zach, I'm looking at you. I'll give some credit to this movie. Thank you. It's like he took that camera and he, he made the, a movie that's already great kind of prettier. What he did is he took a, a perfectly good movie and added a more dynamic camera angles. Yes. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's, I called it a glossy photocopy of the original yeah, film. It's, it is the, if you were to say anything that I think is definitively better than the original, this is a better looking West Side Story. Yes. Because it's all over the place right. with you know the weird shots, close-ups, wide angles, lens flare galore. Like J.J. Abrams, yeah, it's just, just got so to that. But, but I'm yeah. going with broken record here. It's Dune. <sighs> Greg Fraser, he's amazing. He I think it's going to be Batman. Dune as well. Yeah, I think Dune's going to win. Like I said, it's going to wipe up all the technical awards, but not get any of the major awards. Dune is the odds-on favorite here mm-hmm. as well, with Nightmare Alley actually being the uh, can I ask? Shot. Is the Las Vegas is that one site you went to? This is uh, provided by BetMGM. 
because this would be much easier than my version of just scouring the web for what <laughs> Joel everyone wants is to saying. know the website. What's no. an easier way of doing what I did? Because <laughs> you're going to come to the same conclusions. Now we have music again, but we're doing original song. Yes. First, we have Be Alive from King Richard. 2021 to love. Do you know how much this is Beyonce. Now, apparently she watched the movie, like a rough cut of the movie, and then wrote this song based on it. That's cool. You know, and I may have called Beyonce overrated in the past, but she still is. Uh, <laughs> the, the, no, the rhyming is really just very easy rhymes, like little bits of like, uh, what she, rhymes with this? She had to like watch the movie. She doesn't know the story. How, how the she real didn't even world know they existed. No. She's <laughs> never watched any tennis ever. No, this is her first nomination for best original song. Probably her last too. Oh, jeez. just was, I just wasn't impressed by the song. The Bayhive is coming out. Beehive? Bayhive? Beehive. Now they're coming after you. Because <laughs> I said their name wrong? Yes. Dos Orojitas from Encanto. We told you not to talk about Bruno, but you did. Bruno's not nominated here, just to be clear. Now, Orojitas means little caterpillars. And then at the end of the song, he says mariposas, which means butterflies. butterflies. This is uh, when my kids make me listen to this. This is the song we skip. Yep. My kids, when I told them, I, I was going over the, some of the nominees with them, and I said, an original song. Do you know which song from Encanto made it? And they're like, oh, this one, this one. I'm oh, like, it must be surface and I said, pressure. And they're like, no, that's the boring one. <laughs> and I realized it's because the Academy celebrates dramas. Yes. In all forms, including song. They're not mm-hmm. going to pick the fun song. Nope. They're picking the drama song. <sighs> But this was actually the first song, by the way, that Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote entirely in Spanish, hmm. which I thought was interesting. It was far out of his comfort zone. Yeah. He speaks it. He can't write it very yeah. well. Down to Joy from Belfast. Did you know Van Morrison was Irish? I have you Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Like this, honestly, it's got a nice jam to it, but, and this is a kind of a base on a previous release that he made, but this is made original for the song. And Ben Morrison is a, a Belfast native, just okay. so you know. No Time to Die from No Time to Die. James Bond's got kids? Oh, yeah, this one. It's sexy and sleepy. She was 18 when she recorded this. Oh, and the movie's originally supposed to come out seven (laughs) years ago? She's the youngest artist to write and record a James Bond song. Finally, we have Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. A mother helps her daughter work through four crucial days of recovery from substance abuse. Drugs. Reba McIntyre. Stoked. Oh, stoked when I found out this is Reba. (laughs) Reba. I love Reba. It's a good song. Uh, the writer, Dan- Diane Warren, has been nominated for 13 Oscars. Oh, cool. And has never won. Is it time for her to win? You do. I don't think it is. Like, this is the only, this is the only category in which this movie is nominated. Four Good Days, which yeah. uh, Mila Kunis, Glenn Close. Right. Uh, but I mean Glenn Close of debut fame from last year's Oscars. Oh, God. Don't bring that up <laughs> I'm again. I'm sorry. Now, if Lin-Manuel Miranda wins... For uh, dos, dos Oruguitas. I hate saying that word because I keep wanting to say it differently. He would be an EGOT. Do you think they'll help already, him out that way? I don't know. He's already won two Emmys, three Grammys, and three Tony Awards. So all he needs is an Oscar. But for to get this that song, 
boring. It, it, it is, I bet they gave it to City of Stars. Yeah. That wasn't even the that best was, song in the soundtrack. Not the, yeah. Not even the best nominated. Right. I'm giving it to Billie Eilish. Yeah. Same. I so, don't want to give it to Billie Eilish. Seriously? Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah. Because. Why? Well, because she won the Grammy Award for Best Song Written for Visual Media and the Golden Globe Award for Best Original Song and Skyfall and the Writings on the Wall both won Oscars in this category. Writings on the Wall was against a weak class. Skyfall is the best modern James Bond song. But even though this is a forgettable James Bond theme. The vibe works and matches the movie. It's it's a boring. Is, is this writing on the? Is this just the Billie Eilish show? Is yes. it because of yes. her? Yes, still I so. Uh, you agreeing with me, Kim? Yeah. And Zach? Well, the odds say no time to die. Yep. There we I go. Mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say, oh darn, hey James Bond, the franchise I love, don't win awards. You don't like it anymore. I don't like we know. Remember the In Memoriam? Yeah. Stop it. No, I just I I. This song's not bad. I mean, especially no, it's not the end of James Bond songs. It's no. one of the better ones. But at the same time, like, really, Oscar. Well, so I, I thought it was kind of a weak showing in that song in the song category this year because I looked yeah. at I listened to all of them all. The I way mean, through if it was times. Bruno versus No Time to Die, I, I honestly my my head on this one thinking about Oscars says that Be Alive could definitely be a dark horse here. It could, yeah, it really. could because you you think that the Billie Eilish effect is something. How about the Beyonce effect? I mean, that's yeah. who stop that. Um, also, the long shot here is unfortunately Reba. With the, yeah. with which the it's actually days. a good a good song it's a good I solid song it's nothing it. special unfortunately but i like it all right now we start to get into the big ones yes this is actor in a leading role we have javier bardem being the ricardos i don't really love this lucy <laughs> I, I put ricky you got some splaining to do <laughs> benedict cumberbatch from the power of the dog barnyard cattle patch rides again Beaver tail cowboy hats. <laughs> Jill, I like that. Yeah. We should just do this all day. <laughs> Andrew Garfield from Tick, Tick, Boom. The, the prequel to Rent. I put the amazing Andrew Garfield spins a musical tale. There we go. Will Smith from King Richard. The Fresh Prince finally becomes a king. He's on his way to becoming Uncle Phil. <laughs> Denzel Washington from The Tragedy of Macbeth. For once in her life, Frances McDormand was not nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you get who should win, who will win. I think this is the case. Well, so I, I've only seen, I saw the power of the dog, tick, tick, boom. I, I haven't seen King Richard or Tragedy Beth or being the Ricardos yet. Mm-hmm. But based on the clips I saw and based on what the what the uh, internet is saying, overwhelmingly, Will Smith is getting this applause. This feels like, we like you. You're likable. Yes. Will Smith, you may not have another chance like this. You tried with seven pounds. He, Pursuit of happiness. Okay, like yeah. I said, I have not seen the movie, but just in the clips I was watching this movie, he seems to be trying really he's hard. Acting so doctor. hard. Uh, he's actually not super great. Really? I, put it out there. I don't like him. He's, he's my vote, <laughs> but I don't like him. Andrew Garfield deserves this award. He acted the heck out of that my role. Heart he really, really was good known. I, I don't know that I liked that movie. I want to watch it again. Which just one? Tick, to tick, watch boom him. Tick, tick, boom. Oh, tick, tick, boom. I, uh, he, he gives such a magnetic performance in this movie. But for the photo op, this is Will Smith's award. Yep. He doesn't deserve it. <sighs> yeah. Well, is, that, is that what you're picking as well, Joel? Yes. All right. King and Richard. the odds agree with you. He is the odds on favorite with Javier Bardem being the long shot. And can we just say it's so strange that Javier Bardem looks nothing like Ricky. Oh, that's the one we're saying it looks nothing like their character? <laughs> no, I'm saying he looks nothing like Ricky. Yeah. And they don't do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. No. Yeah. They did his hair. They slicked it back. But then Nicole Kidman. Yep. 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 Cool. Well, now we have actress in a leading role. Fun fact. No 
film nominated in this category crosses over into Best Picture territory. Oh, well. And that is strange. None of them did. We have Jessica Chastain from the eyes of Tammy Faye. A preacher's wife lashes out in two ways. <laughs> I have keep your eyeliner on the ball. And nice. by the ball, I mean money. Olivia Coleman from The Lost Daughter. The story every kid must go through after your parents leave you at church. Because it's The Lost Daughter. Oh. Yeah, sorry. That was a stretch. I, I put Olivia Coleman dominating the Oscar since 2019. Yeah, She's the new streep. Penelope Cruz from Parallel Mothers. Two moms, one depressing movie. Mothers in the Hood. Nicole Kidman from Being the Ricardos. Uh, Thumper once told me, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So I'm going to be quiet here. Kristen Stewart from Spencer. During her Christmas holidays with the royal family at the Sandricum Estate in Norfolk, England, Diana Spencer, struggling with mental health problems, decides to end her decade-long marriage to Prince Charles. I didn't didn't really get to watch much of this movie. I know you've seen Spencer. Yeah. Um, But I just in watching Eclipse and the trailer, I'm like, holy cow, Kristen Stewart is not in this movie. Like it's because it looks like I'm like, wow, she, she actually is like acting. It's crazy. I actually was surprised the Oscars gave her the nomination because it seemed like they were trying to hide this movie. Like they don't want her to win. Yeah. I don't think they're. I've heard she's the best part about a lousy movie. Yes, that's accurate. And it is. It's a week in the li- a life of a, a bad week in the life of Princess Di. Mm-hmm. And she does a very good job. It is still Kristen Stewart to me. Is a lot it? of people say yeah, I didn't see it. But. Yeah. Yeah. This one is a little bit difficult only because Chris or Nicole Kidman won the Golden Globe and, and uh, Jessica Chastain won the Critics' Choice Award. Uh, Jessica Chastain is quite good. But. Yeah. And Nicole Kidman, Penelope Cruz, and Olivia Coleman, all nominees in this category, have all won in the past. I don't know who the favorite is, but I think as far as emotions given in a movie, it's Olivia Coleman. Yeah. She's no, so, no, I'm not agreeing with you. I'm saying, yeah, she's so good in Joel, everything. Joel, who are you saying? So I, I want to point this out real quick that you guys mentioned that Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons, who are engaged, were uh-huh. both nominated for their categories. Yeah. Uh, also, Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem. They're a, a couple and they're a married couple. And Cruz was nominated for Parallel Mothers and Javier oh. Bardem for being the Ricardo. So it's adorable. Yeah. Kind of cute. First time we're first time in history where two couples are nominated in the same category. Do you want to do the wild card? Do Kristen Stewart. No, what no, if no. she wins? No, no, because she... So what if she wins? No, she missed out on the... Uh, she didn't get a, a Screen Actors Guild nomination and no actress in the history of the Oscars that's ever won after missing a SAG I nomination. I feel bad for her. I feel like she's picked on because it's a good role for her and surprising from Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Jessica Chastain's third Oscar nomination. She's never won. I think this is her year. I'm picking Jessica T- Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye. All right. Biopic, lots of makeup. I wouldn't be sad about drama. it. She does a good job. Yeah. What was your official pick, Kent? Olivia Coleman. Okay. I love that pick. That's my heart pick, by yeah. the way. But uh, the odds say Jessica Chastain from the eyes of Tammy Okay. <laughs> right, some it's different, a big one. Finally, some differentiation. All of the odds here are pretty close, except for Penelope Cruz. She's by far a long shot. Mm-hmm. All the other four are pretty close. Okay. Now we move into Best Director. Directing here with Belfast, Kenneth Branagh. Belfast and Furious. No. <laughs> I had to. Drive my car from, oh no, Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Baby, you can drive my car. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, I'm going to be a star. <laughs> I actually uh, wrote that out. Wow. Licorice Pizza from Paul Thomas Anderson. About as fun to watch as licorice pizza would be to eat. A 15-year-old boy crushes on a 25-year-old woman in the 70s. Controversy. A little weird mm-hmm. when you think about it. The Power of the Dog from Jane Campion. 
the bark horse of the competition. I put uh, Jane Campion ain't a fan of the Williams sisters. <laughs> a little controversy there, too. Yeah. West Side Story from Steven Spielberg. Rumble in the Bronx. Maria feels pretty again. again. <laughs> uh, There's Kenneth a Brenna has been nominated eight times for an Oscar in various categories, but yeah. has never won. He's been nominated for Best Picture, Director, Actor, Supporting Actor, everything basically, but hasn't won. And that's weird to me. Jane Campion, I keep wanting to say champion, but Jane Campion, she got every major directing prize this season. Mm-hmm. And she actually, she, she wrote the screenplay and directed The Piano back in 1993, but she lost both director and picture to Spielberg for Schindler's List. Oh, and she's going up against Spielberg here. Exactly. Spielberg actually has a pretty good chance because, you know, I don't know if it's just like trends or social media, but West Side Story has had this resurgence since it's been on streaming. Even though it bombed at the box office. Yeah, no, because people are finally able to watch it. And they're like, wow, there is some mastery in this movie. And I think that's Spielberg brought to it. I don't know if it's enough to get him a best director, but it's I also feel like it's been someone a while. baked a whole cake and then put fondant on it, and then he puts a candle on it, and he's be like, "Ta-da, my movie!" <laughs> it's a pretty candle. It's a very pretty a big candle. legacy. Yeah, but no, there's one winner here, and it's Jane Campion. Ah, uh, yeah, she's the overwhelming winner here with prior wins at the Critics' Choice Awards, the BAFTAs, the Golden Globes, the BAFTAs, the BAFTAs, and I don't know why exactly her direction was fine. I watched this movie and it was fine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was like, wow, amazing. Right. But then again, I, I've only seen uh, Power of the Dog and West Side Story in this category. I haven't. I, I, I wanted to give it to, to Kenneth Brown in Belfast, honestly, because it seems like... He does like a great job. His most, it's, a, it's very, very personal. personal. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, Power of the Dog, going to take it. And no surprise here, the odds are for Jane Campion at the Power of the Dog. Um, and these are pretty massive odds in her favor. Now we move into our final category, Best Ooh. Picture. Ooh. The big go. one. Ten, yeah. ten nominees here. Oh, here we go. Belfast. Trouble, 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 troubles, troubles, troubles. Because <laughs> it's called the Troubles. That's what they called it back then. When It's, it's yeah, the, back little, in history. Yeah. Coda. Keeping Kleenex in business. <laughs> I said you'll laugh. You'll cry if you have Apple TV. <laughs> Don't look up. Don't look up showtimes. I said use all the celebrities. <laughs> Drive my car. Let's take an Uber. Gas is too expensive. <laughs> Dune. How you doing? <laughs> oh, I said, I guess part one is probably getting to part two. King Richard. I didn't 40 love this movie. <laughs> the most dangerous creature on the whole earth is Will Smith vying for an Oscar. <laughs> Licorice pizza. He's 15. She's 25. It's funny, right? Right? <laughs> I'm Paul Thomas Anderson. Nightmare Alley. Carnies and con men. Kiss, kiss, kill, kill. The power of the dog. Cowboys to men. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, the show last. For last. That was <laughs> good. And West Side Story. Spielberg has run out of ideas again. <laughs> it seems like you're picking on Zach at this point. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, Heart, uh, my favorite choice here is Coda. Coda is a beautiful movie. Joel, I actually want your take on this movie since we haven't talked about it. We didn't? No, we haven't talked. You watched this yesterday. Yeah, I, I, oh, so, I watched, uh, I watched Coda, Power of the Dog. West Side Story mm-hmm. in the last 24 hours. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, enjoyed them all two, to varying degrees. Two dreary movies and one that will make you cry that's actually quite pleasant. Yeah. So I called it like the sentimental favorite of the year uh, because, I mean, it's largely largely music-based and it's kind of a coming-of-age story as well. This yes. is Coda. With uh, predominantly, uh, I was going to say that the main cast members who are portraying deaf people are mm-hmm. actually deaf actors, 
which that was it was a remake of a of a French movie. Yes, and there's controversy with that one because the the parents were not deaf actors; they were just oh, in the original. Yeah, and people okay. said they couldn't understand their their. Yeah, the so this one we have Marley Matlin and Troy Kotzer. Yeah. yeah, and the son. Don't forget the Overlook son. Yeah, oh, he's so. I can't good. remember his name right now. Yes. Daniel something, but he's really good in it. So how'd you feel about the movie? Oh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, did like, you cry? I really did you did. cry. Of course I Yes. Um, the part where she makes uh, full of vocal cords. Don't talk about that. I mean. It's spoilers. I only watched the trailer and I like I was sobbing. Yes. Yeah. And even my wife is like, are you okay over there? No, watch, I, watch everyone watch this movie. I do blame I you to. and Emily, though, because I think it made me hyped it a little too much. Right. Because I watched it. This and I was is like, our darling. I watched it and I was like, wow, my life didn't change while watching this movie. <laughs> no, I, I'm seriously, I'm really looking forward to Ted Lasso season three coming out so I can re up my Apple TV for a month and then and get watch to drop it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's my heart choice. But I, I think it's one of few awards as well mm-hmm. that, that Coda has, but it won't win best picture. In fact, if it does, I feel like it would be kind of a La La Land situation where everyone calls it overrated because yeah. it's just kind of a normal movie. It is. It's one of the, it's one of the few uplifting ones on this entire list. Right. I, I just look. I've only seen four out of the ten this okay. year, which, like I said, three in the past twenty four hours. Sure. Because I just there were ones that interested me. Um, so Belfast uh, missed a crucial editing nomination, as did Licorice Pizza. Neither one mm-hmm. of them got the editing nomination, which is kind of by the way. Belfast is very sweet. I've heard that it's violent but sweet. I'd like to watch that you one should. actually. Uh, and Denis Villeneuve was actually snubbed for best director when he got so many other nominations, which seems weird because the director was the one calling all those shots. Yeah. I don't get that. It's dumb. Uh, Drive My Car is the first Japanese film to be nominated for best picture. Oh, here's a fun random fact. Uh, having starred in Don't Look Up, Nightmare and Nightmare Alley, Kate Blanchett is the first actress in history to have credited roles in nine best picture nominees. Wow. So good for Kate Blanchett. Yeah. So you're building uh, up to the movie you haven't mentioned? Well, Coda took the top prize for cast ensemble at the SAG Awards, and they got uh, Best Picture at Hollywood Critics Awards, which mm-hmm. I really would like to see it win. Overwhelmingly, though, because according to the Critics' Choice Awards, the, ba- the BAFTAs, and the Golden Globes, it is the power of the dog. It is. And it will be the first streaming movie to ever win Best Picture, wow. changing the, the cinematic scale landscape of these award shows all the billions that netflix has spent to try to get this award from upping my prices <laughs> we're raising prices again so we can get power of the dog too. the dogging the dogging i hate that so that's our that's our vote yeah it's gonna be the overall i have no doubt zach's gonna pick that odds are power of the dog close second to coda so obviously like i went clearly uh, because i'm going with odds all the safe choices we matched up almost all the time what do you think just just spitballing here. What do you think is a movie that could upset Power of the Dog or Dune to to throw throw things off? What what could be the parasite of this year? I would throw out their code, uh, not Coda, excuse me, uh, King Richard. Yeah. I think King Richard could be the uh, dark horse coming through and being like, oh, yes, this one because of the biopic and drama, dramatic expert and racial aspects of this movie. That's going to be the one. I'm not saying it's going to win. I'm saying it yeah, could. Yeah, you say it could. It could. Yeah. West Side Story. Really? Yeah. You think it could win again? It has. Because oh, it already won Best Picture that's once. That's the thing. The legacy is strong. Rita Moreno is there at Spielberg. This thing could drive through everything. Yeah. Oh, I hope not. It would, uh, it would upset again. the total balance <laughs> of, of, of it the, has the voting. the strongest potential. Yeah. And I don't even care for the movie all that much, but it's... Yeah. It could do it. I would be so happy. <laughs> All right. I like it. All right. Well, your votes have been locked in. Make sure you submit them on your official ballot. And you as well, listener. Yes. 
please go to uh, bakeitsell.com or you can go to our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and cast your votes. Once again, we will be shutting things down at the end of the day on March 26, 2022. You will not be able to vote on the 27th because I will shut it down. And then the winner will get a $50 gift card to your local movie. How awesome. If you win. So good luck. And you don't have to follow our votes. You can do whatever you want. So before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons. So the I'm the Listener category is Lady Terry Finley, Shannon West, Chris Drought, Sean Sanquist, Jennifer Kiltkowski, Braden Winterton, Alicia Bass, Glow, Clan Daniel, Sir and Madam Hicks, Adam and Rachel Crump, Allison Gall, Rocky and Steph, Scott Sprague, Jake the Cooler King Swallow, Andrew in the Dark, Casey Cummings, Johnny English, Brick Forest Standing By, Ryan and Marley, and Debbie Foster. And from the Bacon Council, we have Nicole sitting in the Sinbin Hell, the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen Ross, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Bacon Council member Kyler, and Beaker. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. We really do appreciate you. Thanks. We give you best listener Oscar. <laughs> Aw, Big Academy Pod Awards. <laughs> but if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at showtimeshowdown.com. If you want to uh, explain to me what betting odds actually mean in person, you can go to blakesbarbershop.com and schedule a haircut with me. Or you can reach out to me on social media. That's at Tumbling Mustard on Twitter and Instagram. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Go over and like that Facebook page and stop by at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. Say hello. We love it. Please do. Please do. While you're doing that, go to tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself a bunch of fun merch like a mug or a cup or a pillow that says, hey, I listen to Bacon Sale and you should too. Mm -hmm. And then if you like the show here, you like what's going on and you want to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash bacon sale where support of our show starts at just $3 a month. You can get all sorts of fun behind the scenes content. You can get uh, almost weekly bacon bits where we talk about a lot, a lot of different things. And hey, uh, tier two patrons and above get to see uh, the uh, uh, video review from my wife. Yeah, honey. Why not? A honey review. Honey reviewed a movie. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, rest in peace. This year's Oscar episode. Morgan Freeman and his deadly <laughs> loom. You did great with Ariana Dubois. <laughs> Dubois. <laughs> Joel didn't. Nope. Kieran Hines. We can't do this every time, guys. No. Otherwise, we all have to go on a date. That's okay, though. <laughs> no. That. No. Please. Aww. So Aww. you must spoon feed me the documentaries <laughs> and short films, Academy. <laughs> I don't like her. I don't like this movie. I want to date her, though. <laughs> all the red flags, I'm in. Can I say that? You can say bad jokes. I don't think it's offensive. <laughs> spice. Spice. The Cars. <laughs> Sound. Oh. It feels alive, even though it's a lifeless remake. It's a nice husk of a movie. You're a husk of a person. <laughs> I oh. know. The minimum amount. Minimum, minimum, minimum amount. Uh, Lars. Who do we got? And can't cut this out this year. Do we do the music? <laughs> no. I feel like you were being condescending to the condescending Hollywood movie. <laughs> um, am I the, El Matador right now? I would like <laughs> the smothered burrito, uh, <laughs> cheese, rice, and beans. Wait. Are we going to have to get that out? Yeah. Zach that- immediately had a reaction. <laughs> A young Kurzig Moon. Wow. It's Danish, I believe. Mm. Um, Rest in peace, my interest in Megan Fox. (gasps) 
case you don't like James Bond, so sad. So sad. No, I thought you were the fan. I thought that. Apparently not. Just so stop sad. Rest in peace. I thought Axe fan. I thought I knew you. Yeah. Oh. Sad. Everybody has an awkward face. Yeah. Just got Mine was at 40 years old. Yeah. That's where it at. Yeah. Where it at? Yeah. 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 So I can't say much intelligent. Yes, you can. <laughs> I don't even know what it means to condescend. I can't done you cut this out. I'm tired. Oh, baby. That's on mute. Let's try that again. Why am I speaking like Dora? <laughs> I may have called Beyonce overrated in the past, but she still is. We're raising <laughs> prices again so we can get Power of the Dog 2, the dogging. <laughs> that was so close. Abuela's the worst. <laughs>